We're in. Shall we play a game? Let's play Global Thermonuclear War. Fine. <laughs> All right. I'll be the Russians. <laughs> Welcome to All Watch That Movie with Tammy and Dan. Movies mainly from the 80s, some from the 90s, and then we'll go from there. I'm Dan. And I'm Tammy. And Tammy with us. Another special guest. Very special. <laughs> yes, very special, as they all are. Uh, Bob DeGrand. Welcome, Hi. Bob. <laughs> <laughs> and Bob, uh, obviously famous from uh, the Dexter cast. Dexter cast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and uh, let's uh, get into the vault, Tammy. Let's see what Bob brought us along today in the mini vault, the travel size vault. And let's check in here. Okay, and we have War Games, released June 3rd, 1983, written by Lawrence Lasker and Walter F. Parks, directed by John Badham. A young man finds a backdoor into a military central computer in which reality is confused with game playing, possibly starting World War III. Ooh. <laughs> that was very unexpected, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I can't imagine with the first five minutes like what you would come up with. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like we should almost try to predict your prediction from the first five <laughs> minutes of the movie. Yeah, because it, it looks like the first five minutes have actually almost nothing to do with what happens. It, it, it doesn't. Like a completely there's different <laughs> movie. It's <laughs> nothing. Yeah. We'll go into that. Yeah, there's no way you can figure it out. So, uh, Bob, with all the movies that we have on our uh, amazing list on the Facebooks, um, why did you choose uh, War Games? Well, when we first got cable back in the 80s, the movie channels used to play the same movies two and three times a day. And War Games was one of them. And I tend to watch a movie once, or if I really like it, I might watch it again. My wife was the opposite. She could watch a movie dozens of times. So I tended to get really sick of most of the movies that were on those channels. <laughs> and War Games is one I can still stand after having seen at least parts of it maybe 20 times. So I thought that was a pretty good recommendation and, and <laughs> something I'd like to watch again. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I was the same way. You know, I watched it you know, through cable, and it's just one of those that seemed to always be on. And you know, I could always just pick it up wherever it was and uh, really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Uh, well, we open up uh, with a, a car driving to a remote house, and then uh, two men, they go inside the house. So are they like in a snowstorm or a tornado going on outside? Or Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. It's a little wild out there. Uh, they get to the place, show their badges. And then the replacement team is here. <laughs> and I thought it was an X-Files episode. <laughs> I've been watching <laughs> X-Files too much now. <laughs> yeah, it looks very much like ice to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, so, yeah, the replacement team, they uh, go and they, uh, they're they going down the elevator. They're having a little chat, you know. Um, then uh, they go to replace the old team in the command center. And uh, 
they're you know doing their thing. What did what did you think at this point, Tammy? Um, I'm I was just trying to figure out like who they oh. were. So like you know, I noticed one of the guys said um, on his shirt, it's, I thought it said like Air Force. Uh, there was a missile group board, so there was all these things, and I was just trying to figure out, like, okay, who are these people? What what are they doing? They're yeah. replacing. I assume it was just a shift change, but the way that they called them the replacement team. Mm-hmm. So, I again, all my beginning notes just ended in a question mark. Gotcha. <laughs> Understood. Yeah, the red light goes on. Uh, got a red light. You know, tap it with your finger. Goes off. You know, there all these things are happening. The authentication, whatever <laughs> stuff happens. Um, the the launch the launch uh, start is ordered. The countdown begins. Uh, missiles are enabled. Um, the then uh, the commander uh, he tries to uh get somebody on the phone he's like i'm not gonna blow up you know twenty thousand people without yeah, talking the, to anybody the scene got real serious real yeah. quick did you now so you weren't like expecting that at all no. for it to get like that like intense and crazy no and especially <laughs> when the guy pulled out a gun and was like yeah, <laughs> yeah turn the key or whatever now I, I i was like really shocked i didn't know what was going on or having seen that, did you expect the whole rest of the movie to be like that, to have that well, kind of serious tone? I kind of did. I mean, I knew that the movie had Matthew Broderick in it because when I made my prediction, his name had just come up. So I knew I didn't know Ali Sheedy at this point was in it, but I knew I assumed since Matthew Broderick was in it, there was a girl. There was going to be some girl in there. <laughs> but um, so I was really confused because I was like, I can't see Matthew Broderick in like this really serious high drama type movie. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, not then, right? Yeah. It would have been cool, though, because what if uh, maybe um, he was like a, a military police uh, lawyer or something, <laughs> and he had to defend the guy that uh, shot the commander. And he had something. to teach monkey sign language? Or is <laughs> <Exactly>. that his <laughs> It's a prequel. That other scene, all, opening scene, also reminded me of them having to push the button every 108 minutes and lost. Yeah! You know, it seemed like that kind of a military installation. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there was definitely that feel as well. And I was kind of like, afterwards when we, uh, this is after my prediction, by the way, but when we find out like later that it was just basically a test to see which guys would be willing to do it Mm -hmm. under pressure, I was kind of like angry for them. I'm like, how horrible to think that you're just randomly going to send a missile to kill, you know, how many other people it was just, it it was rough. Yeah. It's just rough beginning. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's their job, I guess. I I know, but it was, uh, you know, and I I felt bad because the one guy, all he, he just wanted to talk to somebody just to be like, okay, this is what we're doing. Yeah, of course. Like, I don't think he would have, I mean, he might have uh, morally had an issue with it, but he, I think he would have did it. He just didn't feel comfortable just doing it because. Yeah, because who knows how long they've been in there, you know, how often they've been doing this thing. Yeah, they seem pretty at ease. Yeah. Like, this is a regular it's day-to-day like, oh, there's thing. There's nothing so. going on. You're just kind of a, you know, babysitter, you know, and then all of a sudden, it's go time. <laughs> yeah. So let's get to my... Uh, horrible prediction yeah, wow. it was bad i, oh I didn't boy. even know what to predict i was like <laughs> i stopped uh the movie and it was probably paused for like 15 minutes at least before i was like because i was trying to think i'm like i have no clue where this movie is going <laughs> at all um so i uh, at this point i was like 
because at that point we didn't know that it was a test. So I thought this whole thing was real. Okay. So the military, we're going to war, um, but not everybody's on board, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, as the launch mission fa- failed, because I assume that the guy never put his hand on the yeah. key, uh, the government is looking for new blood. Ah. <laughs> Those that don't really know what's going on. Uh, so they come across they come across gamers, because gamers, they're used to playing. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of gamers. But I, I figured Matthew Broderick had to be a gamer. <laughs> okay. He uh, wins all the gaming contests, so they're looking to him. The government <laughs> tells him they just want to test out new military uh, equipment and products, and so they, they make him seem like he's just testing this stuff out from like a virtual standpoint. Uh-huh. And, um, but really what they're doing is creating various war strategies. Mm. Uh, with the help of a female compa- a companion, because... Matthew Broderick has to have a chick in the movie. Uh, yeah, got to. Uh, they figure out what's going on, and they want to bring the military down from the inside. Uh, he turns the tables and creates a video game of his own. And so when the military actually goes to use what they think is the real, uh, whatever, equipment, mm. it's actually the game that Matthew Broderick and this chick set up. Ah. And so we end up not going to war. Whoa. So that was, <laughs> that's the movie. <laughs> That's what I thought was going to happen because I really didn't know what was going to happen. I feel like that's a really good prediction, though. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought that's pretty good. <laughs> I, I, that's pretty close. Thanks. It really parallels a lot of stuff. I mean, maybe it's not like right on board, <laughs> but it I mean, it's pretty close. I mean, it really is. You got closer than you think. And I did anyway. put maybe Russians because it's the 80s. <laughs> well, of course. Of course. <laughs> it has to be Russians. Yeah, I I think uh, you did well for oh, yourself good, on this one. Damn, it was, it was str- <laughs> this prediction stressed me out. For sure. Considering what you saw and what yeah, you were able to... the opening scene was, I think that's very good, actually. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so then we uh, cut to a scene. There's lots of vehicles moving around. <laughs> the helicopter's going. <laughs> the car's going. Yeah, and then there was very happy music playing behind yeah. it. And I was like, this is really a change of tone. <laughs> <laughs> I guess after all that, they had to have a, a break, you know, yeah. so you can uh, get it all in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and then I, I recognized the one military guy from Cloak and Dagger. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> a movie I have seen. <laughs> yes. McKittrick, yes. Uh, and then he, um, so um, a- after the vehicles, then we see two gentlemen. They're escorted by Pat Healy uh, to some secret area. And uh, there's talks about the failed missile launches and, and silo talk. Um, and then we see M- uh, McKittrick, uh, Dabney Coleman, and he takes everyone to Whopper. Uh, the war operation plan response. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my note was Whopper, like the candy. Yeah. <laughs> no, like the burger. Or the burger, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. Um, <laughs> Maybe because I'm vegetarian, I think. Yeah, candy. you're thinking chocolate candy, not the delicious burgers, especially if they're angry. <laughs> um, so, um, let's see, we get to uh, Paul tells uh, Richter. And the rest of the crew about uh, Whopper. And uh, what did you think of Paul, Tammy? I thought he was pretty funny. Of, of who? The, Paul, the, the oh. guy with the glasses. You know, yeah. the guy that knows all the Whopper stuff. I thought he was funny. Yeah, he was really into that machine. <laughs> totally. Um, so uh, he uh, starts to play war games. 
and um, they uh, talk about how um, it fights World War Three time and time again, the Whopper and. Uh, yeah, and what they discussed was basically taking the decision away from the president and just mm-hmm. letting the machine, you know, decide what what military actions are going to be taken. And I really thought that was interesting. And I, I mean, I almost could see something like that occurring now. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, just through some sort of like, uh, you know, equation or something that they figure out. Uh, yeah. you know, this is how you deal with whatever. Well, in theory, the president was still going to make a decision, but Mm -hmm. they regarded it as more of a rubber stamp, that he'd do whatever the computer recommended. Yeah. And then they were just trying to take the other humans who were actually going to launch the missiles out of the loop. Yeah. We find out that it's not a good idea. (laughs) Yeah, really. (laughs) Well, what could go wrong with that? Of course. No big whoop. Um, But General Berenger, uh, he doesn't like Whopper. And uh, Richter says that he's going to recommend McKittrick's idea to the president. And he says, you won't forget this. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, so we cut to Seattle 80s hipsters, (laughs) like with their bikes coming out of, you know, whatever. Um, And then we see Maddie B. (laughs) He was a baby. Yeah. (laughs) He was adorable. He was like, but he, I, I... I mean, I knew it was him, but in a way, like, I almost was like, I, if I didn't know Matthew Broderick from everything, <laughs> yeah, I, I almost wouldn't have recognized him because he was so young. Well, it's funny because you think he looks pretty young in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I mean, and yeah. he does. But, like, War Games, it's like even, I mean, obviously, it was sooner than that. So, But he just looks way younger. It's like, whoa. His little, his messy little hair. Oh, he's so cute. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And then he's a douchebag. Aw. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, he's playing Galaga, and um, he he lets uh, the little kid take over. I thought that was nice. That's not (laughs) douchebaggy. And then uh, David, you know, he's got to go to class. He runs a class. He's late. And then um, his teacher gives David an F. In front of everybody. (laughs) Yeah, in front of everybody. And then uh, we meet Jennifer Mack. She's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, the teacher uh, puts Jennifer in her place, science style. Um, science <laughs> yeah, you know, because they're just talking about all the different, you know. Uh, and then uh, they start talking about um, asexual, and there's lots of giggles. And uh, the teacher asks, who first suggested <laughs> reproduction without sex? And David Lightman, of course, says, your wife. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. (laughs) So um, what did you think of of Matthew Broderick's character, David, um, to begin with? Did did you think like sort of like another Ferris Bueller-y type guy? Yeah, definitely. Kind of like that that cocky douchebag guy, but you like him. Because he's a cocky douchebag. I don't know. Like, <laughs> so, um, David. Did you think he was actually trying to get kicked out of the class to get to the principal's oh. office so he could get that password? Or, or was it just a nice byproduct of something that happened all the time? I think I felt like it was a nice byproduct. I thought he yeah. was just used to getting kicked out of the class and it, you know. 
I, I think if it would have come to where he couldn't get kicked out, I I just never saw it like he probably never had a problem of getting kicked out of the class. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so he has to go to the principal uh, to discuss his attitude problem. And then uh, he gets the, you know, the code from the desk. Um, <laughs> and then. And I just like that they just keep that code there. <laughs> just yeah. in the desk. <laughs> You know, don't I they mean, have? A, I mean, I, like I know at my work they always tell you, you know, because we got to change your password like all the time, yeah. and they're always like, "Don't write it down." It's like, oh, but we have to change it like every thirty days. <laughs> it's hard to remember. <laughs> well, my background's PC support, and there were all kinds of people that would take their password and write it on a sticky and stick it on the monitor. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that kind of thing happens. Oh yeah, no, no, I. I know a lot of people who write it down. I don't write mine down, but uh, <laughs> I'm I'm a rule follower, I guess. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I know a lot of people who do that, and so it was just funny to see, like, oh yeah, this has always happened. <laughs> and they have to change passwords. <laughs> so uh, Jennifer uh, shows up on her bike, and uh, David hitches <laughs> a ride. Yeah, she's pretty badass. <laughs> She badass or is he like the worst? I mean, should you really hitch a ride with a lady on the back of a bike if, like that? If it's that chick, yeah, totally. I guess so. I don't I, know. I like them together a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it was great. Um and then David uh takes Jennifer to his room uh, <laughs> without his parents being home. <laughs> He's like, Are your parents home? <laughs> he uh unlocks his room and cleans up real quickly. And then he gets out a floppy disk. <laughs> Which is amazing. <laughs> when floppy disks were floppy. Yeah. And uh, he puts it in the computer and uh, dials into the school's computer. And uh, he puts in the pencil password. Um, so, Bob, you said that um, your background is in computers a little bit. Um, so d have you been doing that for a long time, like back uh, in this era? Late oh. late seventies, yeah. Okay. So uh, that that actually looked to me like one of the old MSI machines with with like an eight inch floppy. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that was really go way back. That was like you know before the IBM PC, before the Apple II. So I, I always love watching the antique technology in this movie. Cool. And did you think it was like it's pretty authentic for the time and everything then? Yes, but it still makes me cringe compared to what we got now today. <laughs> oh yeah, well, of course. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> It kind of makes you uh, amazed, like, I mean, I, I I don't know if you could do exactly what David was doing on the computer, but I'm sure there's, you know, some sort of equivalent, and it's kind of uh, interesting to to think that, like, you, they could actually do stuff like that on uh, the little that they had, you know, available to them. Uh, so David uh, looks up his grades and uh, changes his biology to grade, and um, changes uh, Jennifer's grade as well. Change it back! Yeah, I was surprised that she was so adamant about him changing her grade back because she just seemed like she just ha tried to have this attitude of what a mm -hmm. bad girl she was, you know, like yeah. her, she's tough and she doesn't care or whatever. And I mean, you kind of see that in the first like 10 minutes. And then yeah. like for her, then you kind of see her true self coming out like, no, 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 don't change my grade, you know, change yeah. it back. She was really actually upset about it. Yeah, she's going to get in trouble. And then, uh, yeah, I guess he is a douchebag, Tammy, because then he goes and changes it to an A. <laughs> like, from a B or whatever to an A. <laughs> um, 
And then we cut uh, to see the commander and Steven are replaced by computers. (laughs) And uh, then we're back at David's house and his uh, mom is doing some business on the phone. His dad's eating. Okay, so his dad does the most amazing thing that I've never even thought to do. (laughs) He takes his buttered bread and butters his corn with it. I've never thought to even do that. I always just butter the two separately. I was amazed. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a good idea, and I'd never thought of it either before seeing this. Yeah, yeah, it, it was quite uh, ingenious, I'd say. <laughs> but then the t- corn turned out to be raw. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that, that <laughs> Isn't it great? <laughs> you yeah. can really taste the vitamin A and D or whatever she said. <laughs> she tried the raw diet before it was in, yeah. Yeah, really. And uh, David, he's looking at a brochure for ProtoVision. And then David, he calls uh, information to get ProtoVision's number. And uh, yeah, this is when it's like super out of date because, you know, you see all the computers and everything and you think, why don't you just go to Google or whatever? And I didn't have that. <laughs> and, you know, they he they end up... Um where the place was that he needed to go was in Sunnyvale. And I swear, like, yeah. the first time I thought he said Sunnydale, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I rewound it just to make sure. Because <laughs> I, like, I, I was had, I found myself doing, like, a lot of notes for this one and having to, like, pause and everything. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Sun, Sunnyvale was where Atari was headquartered, so it's appropriate for that era. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So, uh, yeah, he... Um, Gets all the prefixes in the area, and uh, he puts all the data into his computer, and uh, then dials. And uh, David looks very happy <laughs> with himself. He's like, hey. Yeah. Well, he's uh, doing a lot with that little computer, so. Oh yeah, yes. Um, then it's time to play some Galaga, and uh, it's always time to play Galaga. <laughs> always is. Always need a Galaga break. Uh, Jennifer wants David to change the grade uh, back from you know the F or B <laughs> or whatever um, something to the B. Um, so they go back to his house, change the grade, and uh, Jennifer touches the computer kind of weird, like she's really <laughs> into it. You know? Did you were you interested in that at all, Tim? Or were you like, oh, that's weird, I, or you didn't? I didn't even you notice, didn't catch that one. No. Okay, that was just me. Uh, <laughs> so uh, David, he's trying to get uh, video games from Podovision, and uh, he tells her that he changed the grade back to the A, you know, to an A, yeah. and he had uh, to come clean. <laughs> and then uh, he he um, is searching through things, and she's like, "Oh, you got a bank," and he's like, "Oh, I gotta take note of that one. <laughs> come in handy." <laughs> wink, wink. And then it never does, does no, it? No, it never comes back. <laughs> <laughs> but they get tickets to Paris, and that comes back. Yes, yeah. it does, yeah. And then uh, that's when uh, the log on, uh, and that's when they can log on, not log in, uh, pops up. And uh, David tries to get help logging in. And then he types in uh, games, and he gets a list of them, and he prints them out. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Says David. Um, then, um, so at this point, did you think, you know, he just got in what, what he had planned to get? Like it was just games. Did you think, uh, anything else was no, up? No, I it? mean, I assumed it had to be connected somehow back yeah. to Whopper. So yeah, of course. Okay. 
So, I didn't know if he was logged directly in it or, yeah, you know, whatever. But it's like somehow this is going to go bad. And then out of all the games, he chose to play what <laughs> the thermal global thermal nu- nuclear war. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, that sounds like the most fun. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, and then uh, Jennifer and David they go to uh, some building with lots of computers. Uh, trying to find out what the printout means. And then we meet uh, Jim and Malvin. <laughs> and Malvin is Eugene from my favorite movie, Grease. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, some funny scenes in here. Uh, Jim tells uh, Malvin he's uh, acting rudely. <laughs> <laughs> and inconsiderate. <laughs> and I, I was trying to figure out, because I didn't know if they were going to all of a sudden, like, be part of a foursome and they were all four yeah. going to be involved, which I think would have been some fun adventures as well. Um, yeah, it would have been. But, yeah, I guess they were really only in this part of the movie, right? Yeah, they, it's kind of funny that they didn't come back. You would have think that, you know, maybe they would. Yeah, but um, I, I couldn't tell. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, they were both computer nerds, but, like, Melvin, like, I felt like they tried to play him almost like as if he had like Asperger's or like something very similar. It was either that or he just made some really odd acting choices with that part. It's like, oh, I think back then they just directed nerds very badly. You know, you just have to be abrupt and loud and weird. And that's how you are a nerd. You know, (laughs) I think they just wanted to show a complete lack of social skills and then, you know, kind of remember when you told me to stop you when you were acting like this, or you're acting like this. Yeah. <laughs> but I think they were there just to give them the idea that, you know, there could be a backdoor in with a simple password, yeah. which is crazy for a secure military installation. But what <laughs> <laughs> So that would never happen then. Uh. Yeah. I, we would hope not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then... Uh, then it's suggested that, you know, you need to find out about the developer to find out what that back-end password would be. And Malvin says, uh, go to Falcon's Maze. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, uh, so David, uh, he looks, info, uh, looks up info to find out the logon uh, information. Um, we see a, a dot matrix uh, printer. <laughs> and then that's... As you said, because there were no search engines, he's doing research in things like, you know, the card catalog yeah. of the library. <laughs> I mean, it looks so strange now. Yeah, it was kind of funny to see that stuff because, you know, you see all the computers, you know that there's, you know, technology there, but then he's still doing, you know, what we consider now, I guess, of like old school research, you know. Uh, then he finds out that uh, Stephen Falcon is deceased, uh, the developer. And uh, so Jennifer... Well, I mean, he was ancient. He was a whole 41 years yes. old. I mean, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is old. <laughs> My dad's 45. They said that. Wow, that is old. I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that is not old. <laughs> so uh, Jennifer, she jogs to David's house. She's very yeah. sporty. <laughs> uh, Mr. Lightman opens up the door and he's doing a puzzle. Uh, Jennifer sees a shirtless David. Uh, he's working on getting that password still. And then, uh, David shows off, uh, shows a video of Falcon's works and, uh, the computer, um, learns from its own mistakes and, uh, it learned how to learn (laughs) this computer. Um, 
and Jennifer uh, seems to be in love with Mr. Falcon. She's yeah. like very like, oh, he's amazing looking or something. Yeah, surely found him attractive. <laughs> yeah, we find out that uh, Falcon's mother and son had passed away. And um, what's his kid's name? Joshua. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that is the password to get into the back door. Of course. <laughs> Because he wouldn't make it anything difficult to figure out. <laughs> yeah, of course not. So then um, David starts to play around. Surprised you know. they didn't try his birthday, too. Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the street that he was born on. Um, so uh, David's like, oh, you want to hear the computer talk? And <laughs> he makes computer talk and explains how that works. And then David uh, plays the global uh, thermonuclear war. Uh, that you're talking about, Tammy. And uh, the computer, Joshua, says, wouldn't you prefer chess? And then so uh, David decides to be Russia, and he plans attacks <laughs> in this game. And uh, better uh, get the old man down here in the control room. Something's going on. Uh, I, I, I liked, where do we nuke first? Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's exciting or whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I really did love, I mean, why would they have ever thought it was anything but a game? So it was yeah, just a of lot course. of fun. Yeah, and then uh, they, um, th- then, you know, when we cut to the control room, there's all the running around. And then we cut back to uh, Jennifer and David. Uh, drinking some tab and uh, <laughs> geeking out on the video game. Um, then go back to the control room. It's DEFCON 3. Uh, scramble all aircrafts. Uh, then we see Mr. and Mrs. Lightman. Uh, they want the trash cleaned up. Uh, want to invite your little friend? <laughs> A little barbecue. Um, then Paul... Uh, Runs into the office and he uh, gets in trouble for running. So it's like, what about all the other people running? Why <laughs> are we gonna, you know, give Paul a hard time? Um, and he says that it's a simulation. And um, they figure out that um, the attack, I guess, came from Seattle. Uh, then we see Mrs. Lightman. She's uh, proud of David's report card, and she's Mr. Lightman. <laughs> Very happy. Uh, David watches the news and there's a story about a fake missile attack and then he starts to freak out. Yeah. <laughs> he caught on pretty quick. Oh yeah, definitely. Then he Probably gets... a little too quick. I'm not... Oh, you think that maybe uh, <laughs> it just happened too fast, huh? I mean, why would you think that a video game you were playing had anything to do with this real yeah. missile attack? Well, you know, he did get like, um, at the very end of when he was playing... I thought I remember like a part where he's he kind of gets like a little worried, like there's a little like, hmm, this is weird face. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, so, <laughs> anyways, um, he gets a call from Jennifer, and uh, they're freaking out. Um, the computer tries to contact David, and uh, the primary goal is to win the game. Um, David gets a call. Uh, from another computer. He's freaking out some more. Yeah. I would have just stopped picking up the phone at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we see the estimated time remaining countdown, and it fades to Seattle backdrop. 
And uh, David, he's got the finest coffee in Seattle. 7-Eleven, <laughs> right? No Starbucks for whatever reason. Um, then the FBI, they come and arrest David with yeah. his coffee. I couldn't believe he was being arrested. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, I don't know. It was like everything I'm just watching going, what? What's going on? Oh, my gosh. He's being arrested. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, it's really weird. Like, I, I found the pacing in this movie. It's like everything was very... um. Fast paced. The story was being told pretty mm-hmm. regular, you know, for the most part. And then all of a sudden, like sped up. He's he figured out that it was him that set, you know, set off these foam missiles via this game, and yeah. he was being arrested and all this stuff. And then I felt like the movie kind of slowed down, and we had a lot of repeat action going uh, on. Oh, okay. And then it picked up again at the end. But <laughs> gotcha. Um. So, yeah, after he gets arrested by the FBI, we see that uh, there's a, a field trip to <laughs> the Secret Command Center, <laughs> their little tour group. Yeah. And um, <laughs> Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, where uh, he gets somebody to come up and push the button. You push the wrong button. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so we see David. He's taken to the facility. And uh, McKittrick uh, talks about the reason they're in DEFCON 4 to Healy. Uh, Richter's pissed off that McKittrick's system was hacked by David. And um, they... So, yeah, and I was, like, wondering, I was like, so did they really think he was trying to blow th- blow up the world and start a World War III? And yeah, well, because they're like, oh, he's the perfect candidate to be working with the Soviets. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, What? Yeah, well, he was planning his escape to Paris. Yeah, that's yeah, true. exactly. Yeah, I mean, they only you know could take with the the information that you know David ultimately gave them, and you know it's kind of a funny one. You know, you're trying to plan a trip to Paris and you do funny <laughs> stuff on the internet. Watch out! <laughs> so um, McKittrick meets with David. Uh, they walk to his office. Uh, David's impressed that McKittrick uh, worked with Falcon. Um. And he sees, David sees the computer, Joshua. Uh, McKittrick tells David what uh, DEFCON 1 means, World War Three. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, McKittrick tells uh, David, machines don't call people. Uh, he asks David uh, who he's working with, because he's got to be working with somebody. At this point, I was thinking, he shouldn't say anything. He should have a lawyer there. And then he says he should have... <laughs> Lawyer there, so. Yeah, exactly. Hey, he, I mean, he is a smart kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he's no fool, necessarily. Um, there's a phone call, and uh, McKittrick leaves uh, David in the office. Um, <laughs> there's been a serious penetration into our locker <laughs> 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 execution file. Uh, I'm 12. So, uh, anyways, uh, McKittrick <laughs> tells the crew... Uh, he thinks David is working with the Russians. Uh, David logs into the computer, um, and the administrative assistant sees David is on the computer and runs for help. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of just stopping him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gotta get help. I mean, this guy is crazy. Um, David wants to know if uh, this is real or not. And Joshua says that he doesn't know the difference. <laughs> dun, <laughs> That's dun, scary. Dun. <laughs> Um, then we find out that Falcon may not be dead and that he's going by, uh, Dr. Hume. 
and he's in Oregon. And uh, David, he's detained and taken away. So um, at this point, did you kind of, are you starting to kind of get everything together or there's still sort of like things that are just kind of getting thrown at you and you're not quite sure where it's going to land? Well, I mean, I, I knew that they, you know, thought that he was doing something that was real. Yeah. I really thought that they would have figured out sooner that it wasn't real. Okay. <laughs> and I think that's where I, I had the issue with a lot of the same scenes. And I'm like, how do they just not know at this point that it's not real? Like, why is it taking them so long? These, all these military guys to figure out <laughs> that this isn't real. Um, and then once we figured out that uh, Falcon wasn't dead, I was like, okay, well, he's got to go find him. He's somehow got to escape and go find him. Gotcha. Um, so the uh, I didn't know he was going to turn into MacGyver, but yeah, well, <laughs> and that he did. Yeah, so uh, yeah, he's left in the uh, <laughs> infirmary and uh, he's snooping around while the officer that's supposed to be watching him is hitting on a lady. Yeah, creepy cool. hands. Thank you. It's creepy, <laughs> creepy. Uh, David says he needs to go to the bathroom. And, uh, <laughs> He's really bad at lying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I think he was just, uh, you know, needed to get him in there to, you know, do, do the little beeping, you know. Yeah. Um. So David, uh, he recorded the the tone uh, for the password, and uh, yeah, he's <laughs> he's totally MacGyver at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I was just waiting for him to do something with like gum and the wires and yeah. you know, <laughs> make something blow up. Um, so David, he gets out and uh, sneaks away from uh, Officer Grabby Hands and uh, David finds uh, some random escape ladder <laughs> uh, and a little hatch. And, uh, it's a hatch. It's like lost. Exactly. <laughs> this is so lost. Um, the officer uh, can't get into the room. And David finds his way into the control room area. There's a tour group coming through. And uh, he joins the group. <laughs> uh, and then he gets stopped. But that's uh, a fake out. <laughs> Guy that's just, a... Uh, regular trope i feel like oh yeah movies. definitely yeah <laughs> so he's on his way out and the fbi agents uh they bust into the room that find to find that uh david has left and then uh david gets to a phone booth and uh phone. yeah and he gets like a i guess it's like a bottle tab or something and he does some magic tricks to <laughs> make a free phone call. <laughs> some more MacGyvering. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, of all people, he calls Jennifer. <laughs> yeah, of course. For money. <laughs> yeah. Well, first he calls, you know, Dr. Hume, uh, or, you know, to get his phone number um, or uh, Stephen Falcon. And there's no listing. And then, uh, yeah, he, he uh, calls Jennifer, get his money so he can go to Oregon. And then um, apparently she did does give him the money, and he uh, goes to Oregon, and she shows up and meets him there. And then uh, the kids uh, run to get onto the ferry. <laughs> that was dangerous. They're like, as the ferry's like going away, they're like open the gate and like, yeah, come on, just jump on over. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> Had a little excitement, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Um, yeah, and David, you know, he's freaking out because no one 
believes him of uh, what's going on with Joshua the computer. And did you guys find Jennifer very calm throughout this whole thing too? Like she oh, really yeah. was, I don't know, to me, I was like, she really, I don't think she realized how serious it was. You know, she didn't actually see him get arrested maybe. I don't know. Yeah. So she was like, ah, it'll be fine. It's no big whoop. Hmm. I know a lawyer. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and, and Jennifer says that she believes him and uh, they kind of kiss or, or nuzzle of sorts. <laughs> I don't know. Um, then uh, we see uh, Falcon. He's playing with a, a remote control dinosaur, pterodactyl. Okay, and, so yes. uh, I was taking notes, so I... <laughs> I missed i guess the part where we see that it was fake or something <laughs> because all i know is i looked up and i was like did i accidentally switch to a different movie <laughs> like where did this dinosaur come from did you think they time traveled in the process i was wondering <laughs> <coughs> the thing that struck me as real as really weird about this scene is he looks at these kids they're obviously high school students and says is either of you a paleontologist? I could really use a paleontologist. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. And then... Uh, I, I think he's been away from society a little too long. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then David tells uh, Falcon that he came because of Joshua. And then uh, back at the control center, they're on DEFCON 2 now. <sighs> And then uh, there's that, uh, you hear the voice of that chillaxed pilot. He doesn't see any air attacks. Everything's blue yeah. sky. <laughs> it's like, whoa, buddy. I don't think they do any drug testing to be in the Air Force anymore, apparently. Well, not from the first scene. I mean, they were coming oh, yeah. into their shift high, it seemed. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> and then uh, back at Falcons, uh, he tells a story about a dinosaur. <laughs> you want to hear a story, kids? Yeah. And then uh, Falcon never taught uh, Joshua how to give up. And uh, he talks about end times and it's uh, generally uh, super depressing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, David uh, tells Falcon, um, you're already dead. Yeah. And then uh, Falcon says, hey, you can uh, spend the night, but uh, they leave. And I like the line uh, when they're trying to leave but they can't because there's no boat <laughs> and yeah. Matthew Broderick is like he's like what kind of asshole lives on an island without a boat <laughs> <laughs> then uh, we cut back to the control room and they're freaking out with all the impending attacks um, and then uh, yeah then David they're looking for the boat and uh, we learned that he never learned to swim <laughs> it was like the Oscar moment <laughs> I never learned to swim. Well, Jennifer kind of wants to swim two to three miles in the dark. Well, so right. even if you know how to swim, I don't know if that's like the brightest thing to do either. She's obviously an athletic gal, though. So yeah, I she, think, is. Uh, she is. She probably doesn't have a problem with it. I mean, she probably thinks it's an adventure to do this. She's like, oh, let's take the swim. Yeah. And then yeah, I never learned how to swim. So, uh, and, um, because he just never had the time. I never had the time. <laughs> so busy. Um, and he says that he wishes he didn't know about anything that was going on. He just wants to play dumb. And uh, 
Jennifer says that she was going to be on an aerobics TV show. <laughs> yeah, which is <laughs> makes sense now why we see her working out so much in this movie. Yeah, totally. Um, David and Jennifer, they kiss uh, this time, but then they're uh, interrupted by a helicopter. Yes, just as on the episode of the X-Files I was a guest on, <laughs> we're going to die sex again gets averted, you know, by somebody <laughs> showing up. <laughs> Oh man! And then uh, it uh, then they say uh, Falcon turned us in, or did he? Because uh, it's Falcon in the helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't leave you hanging very long. <laughs> no, no, no. Then they fly away together. Um, a launch detection is found at the control room. Uh, the general raises DefCon to one. And Walker, Walker, Whopper recommends a full strike. Um, Again, every time they cut to these scenes, I was like, really? Really? They believe this is real? Yeah. Right. Shouldn't they be seeing some missiles by this point? Yeah. Shouldn't some kind of emergency calls be coming in from somewhere? Yeah. Yeah. Threats of sort, you know, something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, the Jeep with uh, the Falcon, David, Jennifer, and then some random military dude, it looks like they're in a Jeep, and uh, they crash <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> style. It's like, what? Um, everyone's running around outside the building. Close the door, and they run in. They make it. Uh, McKittrick uh, meets with Steven and Falcon tells uh, General Berenger that uh, it's a simulation. Yep, and now they believe it. <laughs> the adult has come in and said that it's not real. <laughs> and he only kind of believes them, though. Berenger yeah. is like, yeah, okay, maybe. But more than he believed uh, oh, David. Of course, yeah, definitely. Damn kids. Um <laughs> Berenger, he talked to the control room center, um, all the different uh, silos, including a rookie. <laughs> that was like a little... <laughs> I, mean, I know it was supposed to be over the top, but it, I think it was a little too over the top. <laughs> <laughs> He's on break. It's just me. Country bunkin' here. I never even know anything about computers. <laughs> You'll be fine, buddy. You'll be fine. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, if you're still there in a minute, we'll be very happy. Yeah, really, <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, everyone, they're they're getting ready to launch the missiles. Um, no one's getting attacked yet, and then boom, they find out. Yes, of course, it was a simulation. Whoa, buddy, mind blown. <laughs> um, <laughs> who would have thunk? Um, it was a close one. Um, and then we find out that Whopper changed the log on and no one can dismantle the launch plan. And then, uh, Falcon sees that Joshua is trying to find the password to control the, the missiles and, uh, the commands can't be overridden. McKittrick, he's freaking out. Um, <laughs> yeah, everyone starts freaking out. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's freaking out. Um, Joshua gets, you know, one digit of the password. Uh, he needs 10. And then uh, Joshua wants to play a game. Maybe a war game? <laughs> um, 
<laughs> or is it tic-tac-toe? Uh, <laughs> so they're playing tic-tac-toe, uh, David and Joshua, and um, it's a stalemate. And then David makes it play itself. All the stinking games of tic-tac-toe. Yes. This is the point. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, And then Joshua, uh, he gets all of the digits of the code. And uh, then the power is kind of lost at the control center a little bit. Uh, And then lots of uh, simulations are happening. (laughs) Uh, Joshua's learning. And then Joshua talks to Falcon. He says the only winning move is not to play. <laughs> yeah, war. What is it good for, right? <laughs> and then uh, it's celebration time at the control center, and uh, we're back to DEFCON 5. <laughs> who, who would have thought all he had to do was teach the computer how to play tic-tac-toe, and this could have all been avoided? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> uh, well, at, at one point, they were discussing just pulling the plug on it, and in my experience, that tends to work really well. <laughs> I mean, even if you got some kind of backup power supply, you pull the plug on that first, then pull the plug on your computer, and it's really not going to do anything. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I guess they try to make it seem as like Joshua was everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so... Um that was the movie. Um, <laughs> Bob, do you have a uh, rating for the film? Yeah, I'll give it a 9 out of 10 ears of raw corn. <laughs> um, I really like this movie in you know more than a guilty pleasure sort of way. I think it's actually a really good movie. I think for the most part, the people are doing reasonable things. Uh, you know, I think Berenger is doing reasonable things given the information he has. I think even McKittrick is reasonable a lot of the time. So it isn't like there are really obvious villains in the thing. It's just, you know, things spin out of control for ridiculous reasons. Um, my only quibbles are things that we've already mentioned, you know, some of the tech things and, you know, him calling them paleontologists or whatever. <laughs> um, but overall, it's a movie for me that's repeatedly, you know, stood up really well to repeated viewings. Nice. Um, Tammy, do you have a rating? No, I decided I'm not going to rate it this week. Yeah, I've got to rate it. Okay, no problem. (laughs) Next. Uh, I liked it. It was a lot of fun. Um, I am a big Matthew Broderick fan, so pretty much uh, anything he's in, for the most part, uh, at least like his character. Um, And I, I thought it was interesting. Like I said, I did have a problem with some of it. I... I just thought some of it was a little overly repetitive for no good reason other than... Yeah. I, I, I wasn't quite sure. I was like, okay, yeah. I, I, I mean, I think we got the point now, guys. I think we got it. <laughs> um, so I gave it eight and a half out of ten dinosaurs and old school tech in the same movie. Definitely. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, I did uh, you know two ratings. I did an 80s Dan and a, a current Dan. And the uh, 80s Dan, you know, completely loved this film (laughs) um yeah like bob said you know it was one of those that was on cable all the time and i would always uh check it out and i always you know i love uh matthew broderick and i love all the like uh technological parts of it so i gave it nine and a half out of ten techno boners (laughs) and um 
Current Dan realizes that obviously as a film, if you just dissect the film, maybe it's not the best out there, but I think it definitely still um, holds up for what it is, you know, yeah. <laughs> in its genre and everything. Um, so I gave it a eight out of 10. Maddie B is awesome, but the control room, uh, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> This scene's got a little bit repetitive, as you said, Tammy. Yeah. But, and, you know, it was hard because, you know, like the 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 climax of the film is just in this command center. Yeah. You know, so it's not like you're seeing like a bunch of action happening or things like that. So it's sort of anticlimactic when it's like, oh, it's, it was, yeah, it was just a simulation, you know? <laughs> so, uh, and then, and then they play tic-tac-toe. So it's like, <laughs> what? Okay. <Yeah>. <laughs> But uh, I guess that's just a part of, like, that kind of uh, story when you kind of try to make, like, a computer become human or have human traits. You know, there's got to be, like, a cheesy, odd, weird ending. Yep. Uh, so do we have any uh, feedback? We do, but my the, laptop has uh, petered out. So. All right, no problem. Well, Speaking I've got it up tech, here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you, to, um, you know... Um, well, you know, what we like to do here on uh, I'll Watch That Movie, Tammy, is we just uh, read uh, we just read the Facebook uh, comments. <laughs> so some sometimes you just get some random stuff. Uh, sometimes there's complaints, Robin, but that's okay. Uh, Robin said, uh, Joshua. <laughs> Kevin said, uh, want to play a game? Uh, Christopher Page said, I love, love the tech in this film. Uh, when I see him slapping that phone handset down on the modem receiver and hear that screeching. <laughs> and uh, Kevin mm-hmm. said that he had one of those himself. Me too. Oh, you did? That's oh, cool. yes. <laughs> then Christopher says, uh, don't fib, Kevin. You still have one lying around. <laughs> uh, Brad says, uh, my fourth grade teacher plays the school secretary. Which and- <laughs> I loved. <laughs> and she was a badass. Uh, that was eventually run out of town by racists in the KKK. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, Frank grew up, I think, in um, Tennessee. So in yeah. like a small town, yeah, Jackson, Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, I so. But yeah, it was funny because she actually stood out to me. Obviously, I didn't read the comments before. I, I don't yeah. read the comments before watching the movie. But um, in the scene where he's like, you know, in the waiting for the principal, she stood out to me, like just as a character, as a small little character of some lady just working in the office. I don't know. And so when I read his comment, I just thought it was funny. I knew exactly like it was a small part, but I knew who exactly he was talking about. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, because she does have like a good little part there. And uh... yeah, and she I, I think she like she knew what was up with David. Oh, yeah. She, definitely. So it's just funny. Yeah, because that's when I was starting to get the vibe of, like, that Ferris Bueller thing. Because it's yeah. like, oh, Ferris. And, like, she sort of played to that kind of thing. Like, oh, David. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so where can we find you on the internet, Bob? I do a podcast called The DexterCast at thedextercast.com. Uh, it's an intro cast for the series Dexter where uh, Rachel and I have seen it before, and Thena and Janice are watching for the first time. Uh, we also have guests. Tammy has been a guest and will yes. be again. Uh, I also do editing for the Hellmouth podcast and Investigating Angel, which are Buffy and Angel podcasts. And tomorrow I'm about to be a guest on the Other Lost podcast, where I am a newbie to Lost. Oh, nice. And yeah. Thanks for having me on. 
Oh, yeah. No, thanks for uh, coming on. We really appreciate this. So we're going to give uh, your uh, movie back to you. We'll put it back in the vault. <laughs> <laughs> and just, just a many little, watches to come. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Just a little lock on that one. I mean, and, and that, that lock is just to keep the kids away from the VHS and not to spill, like, grape juice on it and stuff. <laughs> you know, that's definitely going to be a watch again. Uh, Tammy, where can we uh, find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at your podcast and intro to X, a X Files <laughs> introcast. You'll find me there for many years to come. <laughs> <laughs> 20, 30 years. And uh, like uh, Bob said, I will be on the Dexter cast hmm, episode, I think uh, they're on season four. So I think I'm like on episode nine or 10. So toward the end. Okay, toward the end. Okay. Yeah. But it's that's good always season. the fun. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the fun season, stuff. So. Yeah, definitely. And it's a lot of fun. So. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and that's a. Uh, if you guys haven't checked out uh, DexterCast, uh, number one, it's a fun show, and then it's also just a fun uh, podcast. I like the guy, the way you guys do the format of um, sort of talking about the characters individually, opposed to going like uh, scene by scene. It's a cool way of doing it, I think. Yeah, and Thena and Janice, um, their their predictions are are way too good <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> well, they're they're about to get shockingly better. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at DanLand0. Uh, thank you, everyone, uh, for listening. Uh, you can check us out on the fa- our Facebook page, um, iTunes, all that stuff. I'll watch that movie.com. Uh, and Bob, thanks again for uh, coming on. And uh, bye, everyone. Bye. 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 <laughs>